And I'm going to continue in that same thing about kingdom living and how kingdom living produces fruitfulness in our lives. Because when Jesus came, he came with a message, and the message was about the kingdom. On a king, a kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. He didn't say, Jesus come on earth as it is in heaven. He said, pray this way, that the kingdom of heaven would be seen in your life, and you can actually access the heavenly realms and the kingdom places and begin to live according to the pattern of the kingdom. Because in that place, there is an abundance of joy and love and peace and righteousness, right? So Matthew was giving a great physical example, which I loved, <laughs> over and over about, about just about the patterns of this earth and the patterns of the kingdom, okay? The kingdom uh, of this age has absolutely nothing in common with the kingdom of heaven. Nothing. That's why Jesus came and he said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, meaning you've got to change the way you think because now you're going to begin to operate in a different pattern and a different operating system than you have been. And most of us today have been trained in the things of the world and the way that the systems of the world work, especially if you went to college. And even if you were birthed into the church, there's also a way that the church has taught you how to think in the way of the Pharisees. Okay, most of it has nothing to do with the things of the kingdom and how to access the fruitfulness of the kingdom and live kingdom lives. I'm not yelling at you. I'm just kind of yelling. Because <laughs> I get so frustrated. I'm like, ooh, there's no fruit in that. And, and you know, I grew up, I didn't grow up in the church. I, gave, I grew up in, in business and I was, as a successful business person, I looked at the model of the church and I thought, this, is, this doesn't work. Well, how, how is this a thing? I mean, who, who thought this was a good idea? And then I began to read the word and I'm like, look, he doesn't say anything about doing it the way you guys are doing it. Because the way you're doing it is actually not changing the earth. Just we're all huddled together going, oh, I hope nobody with sin comes in here. Because if they do, uh, don't talk to them. They've got tattoos and she's been sleeping with her, you know. Anyway, come on, people. Uh, I don't know about I just, that was a rabbit trail. Okay, so Jesus said this. He came to cleanse all everything that keeps us from kingdom life. So in Luke 4.18 famous, love that one. He said this, he said, um, listen, I have come, this is why I've come, I've come to preach the good news to the poor, but I'm going to do this. He says, I'm going to heal the brokenhearted, I'm going to proclaim, speak liberty to the captives, recovery of the sight to those that are blind, meaning the, the spiritual blinders, um, and I'm going to set free all of those who are, who are oppressed by demons, uh, and I'm going, to, I'm going to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, which we'll talk about that next week, the acceptable year of the Lord and what that actually means for all of us. Um, and it has to do with living in the, the jubilee time and living in the seventh day. Amen? All right. So, um, so Jesus said, 
I, I'm going to come, I'm going to clean you guys up so that you can access the kingdom and begin to live in the kingdom. And then you begin to bring people into the kingdom and you preach the gospel of the kingdom, not the gospel of salvation. It's not like, hey, I'm going to get saved. So don't go to hell. Honestly, how is that a convincing argument? Because I used to be a sinner. Man, I was wilder than wild. I was a woman with my hair on fire. I was drinking and smoking, doing lines of cocaine. And nothing about the church appealed to me because the thought of saying, well, get saved so you can go to heaven when you die. I was like, well, I'll just wait until I'm almost there and then have a good time until then. (laughs) Okay, whatever. Like you all thought that. Or maybe it was just me. So, but that's not the gospel that he came to preach. He came to, he didn't come to preach the don't sin anymore. He came to preach the gospel of the kingdom, which is there is a higher way of living, and you can actually trade up, and there's freedom, and there's glory, and there's help. I don't know about you, but I need a lot of help. You know, and um, so that's, that's the kingdom that we need to be preaching. But that was another message, and that's not the message that I want to preach today. So you'll have to get that one. <clears throat> All right. So he said this. Jesus said, I want you to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. All of what things? Everything you need. So each one of you, the thing about that doctor, that DNA doctor, he's on to something. Because what happened is when you were created by God, he knit you together in your mother's womb. Meaning all of your DNA was created by God and he knit you together. So within the strands of your DNA lies your promises, lies your destiny and the things that you were created to do. So you have a tendency with your giftings and your callings and the way that you were made to do what God created you to do. Did you know that there is a gene that they found called a super athletic gene? And the people that have them, now they test athletes to see if they have this gene. If they do, they know they've got boy wonder. And they go, well, we got to put this guy to the front of it because he's got that gene. And so, therefore, we know he's going to be a superstar. I'm sure I have that gene. Uh, so living in the kingdom by the spirit will always trump living in the world through the flesh paul said this in romans 12 2 do not be conformed by the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what is god's will is his good pleasing and perfect will Turn in your Bibles to Galatians, or your smartphones, to Galatians 3. Galatians 3, and we're going to start in verse 26. Give me a shout when you're there. All right, verse 26. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Skip down to verse 29. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. 
That's pretty good news. Now, go to chapter 4, verse 3. Even so, when we were children, we're in bondage under the elements of the world. Meaning, when before we were born again, before we were saved, we were actually held captive to the elements and the patterns of this world. Which is why Jesus said, I have come to set the captives free of the elements and the systems of this world that now you can actually prosper. And you don't have to be sick all the time. Because the elements of the world will make you sick. Verse 4, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth his spirit, the spirit of his son into your hearts, that cries out, Abba, Father, therefore you are no longer a slave, but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. And so he's saying that you have an inheritance. That inheritance is a kingdom. It is yours. The kingdom of heaven actually belongs to you, and it is real estate that if you are not accessing, then you are not taking advantage of the price that Jesus paid when he came to die on the cross for your sins. Jesus came and he said, I tore the veil so now you can have the real estate and the inheritance of my Father in heaven. And it all belongs to you. Say all. Now look at verse 9. But now after you have known God, or rather are known by God, how is it that you turn again to the weak and the beggarly elements to which you desire again to be in bondage. He's saying, how can you do both? How can you live in the world and also how can you experience the kingdom and then turn back to the things of the world again? It's like you, I want to be in the spirit on Sunday, but then I turn back and I begin to try to process my way into wealth and prosperity and healing on Monday. And I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to, if it's going to be it's up to me kind of life on the weekdays when I'm working and I'm churning and I'm trying to get ahead and I'm processing and it's not really working, but then I want to be in the spirit, but yet I find myself in the flesh. And so what we do is we end up being this dualistic man who is, who is unstable in all of his ways and, and it actually looks a little like insanity, Because you're worn out so much that you can't even, you're like, this this isn't working. How many of you are on the treadmill of the the earthly way of living and you're exhausted and you still can't pay your rent? I mean, come on. If I were an unbeliever, looking at most believers, I'd be like, I don't want that God. You say that your God provides, where is his provision? Where is his help? Where is his counsel? And I'll get, but Jesus already did everything. So obviously it's not him. It's not God that he said, like, I put the system in place, but you guys are not using the right system. All right. Keep going down. Verse 21. Tell me who you desire to be under the law. Tell me, tell me, you who desire to be under the law, do you not hear the law? 
for it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by the bondwoman and the other by the free woman. But he who is of the bondwoman was born according to the flesh, and he of the free woman through the promise. Which things, these things are symbolic. For these are the two covenants, one from Mount Sinai, which gives birth to bondage, which is Hagar. Go down to verse 28. Now we, brethren, as Isaac was, are the children of promise. Verse 31. So then, brethren, we are not children of the bondwoman, but we are children of the free woman. We are no longer under bondage of this earth, but we have to be in the kingdom. We are no longer um, of the earth, but we're still supposed to be in the earth. And Jesus kept saying that, look, I'm not, I'm not going to have the Father take you out. You know, I'm going to have him keep you in but you're not actually going to be of the earth. You're going to be of the kingdom. And you, being of the kingdom, are going to bring that kingdom everywhere you go. It's what Lindsay was doing when she goes out. She is being of the kingdom. And she's bringing the kingdom to the brothels so that the girls can experience the kingdom by the power of the Spirit. And she's saying to them, this is what the kingdom, this is what... Heaven says about you, right? So in Genesis 2, 7, do you remember when it talks about man? You can go ahead and turn there, Genesis 2, 7. Man is made from the dirt. Yes, you are made from the dirt. We are made from the dirt, uh, 2, 7. And the Lord formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. So he was born of the dirt, and God breathed on him with the spirit, so he was 100% made of the earth and 100% made of the spirit. So there he was, living the good life, hanging out in the garden, not toiling, living by the spirit, commanding the earth to get in alignment with what he said, and the earth had to respond, right? Well, then he, then he falls, and he eats of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He partakes of the things of the earth, and he begins to eat of that, okay? What happens then is that the spirit man gets cut off. He has to now rely on his flesh or his earthly man in order to provide for himself. And the curse is this. In chapter 3, God says this. Cursed in, in verse 17, cursed is the ground for your sake. He says to him, this is your fault. It is The ground is now cursed because of you. In toil you shall eat of it all of the days of your life. All of the days of your life. And remember he said that this is the old covenant. We just read that in Galatians. That's the old covenant. That's from Hagar. That's the old covenant, which is under the curse. And it's hard to make a living. It's hard to live life. There is no freedom in that. And I can tell you those I've watched through the years, those that are living by the Spirit, they're in the charismatic movement, and they begin to kind of get this thing about the Spirit. 
And they concentrate and they focus on things like um, miracles, signs, and wonders. But they don't actually know about their day-to-day living and how to live in the spirit and how to live in the kingdom and access that pattern. So their lives are still hard and they're still poor and they, they're still in turmoil and filled with fear and anxiety. But hey, let me focus on how to heal the sick and cast out the demons. But yet my life over here, I can't pay my rent. I'm losing my cars. Are y'all with me? You're still not there. And I'm telling you, there's more to the kingdom than just bringing down a prophetic word. There's more in the kingdom than bringing down the healing. Those things are amazing. But I'm telling you, you have got to get this because this is the thing I believe that is going to cause the Jews uh, to come to jealousy for the way that we live. That there's so much freedom, there's so much life, there's so much joy. And they're like, wait, what's the deal with those Gentiles over there? Like, they are making so much money, they are giving away so much money, they are prospering, they're not anxious, Things, bad things are happening all around the world, and look at them, they're having a party, okay? That's going to be us, because remember, I was the party girl. I'm like, I'm not joining a, a, a kingdom that's not having a good time. Right? Okay, remember that. What did he do? He ate from the tree of the, of, the, uh, of, of the knowledge of good and evil. Okay, I want you to put that in your brain, okay? The knowledge of good and evil. All right, so now um, I want you to turn to 1 Peter um, verse 3 and 4. Because I want to tell you how to do this, right? You're like, yeah, 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 okay, you made the case. Now get to the, get to the good part. How do we live like this? Did I say 1 Peter? I meant 2 Peter. Sorry. 2 Peter. Chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. All right. As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which we have been given, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Okay, so he tells us. He tells us how to do it, right? He says, number one, how do we live in the kingdom? He says, through the knowledge of him. Through the knowledge of him. Now, what did Adam do? He ate the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So he ate of the tree of the flesh and not of the tree of the spirit. And so he didn't eat from Christ. He was eating from his own thinking and his own surmise. And I'm telling you, this is everything. And if you can begin to practice this in your daily lives, you're going to start to see the trajectory of your life change. And all of a sudden, things are going to get easy. I saw that sign. Where's Easy Street? Where is Easy Street? I don't know. Is there Easy Street? I found it. Okay, living by the Spirit. It's so easy. Oh, y'all are so cute. Okay, number two. 
I didn't even say I was, I was numbering these. Okay, sorry about that. Partakers of the divine nature enable us. He says, listen, when you are partakers of this divine nature, it's going to enable you to do what? To escape the corruption of the pattern of the system of this earth. Wait a minute. Remember Dora the fish? Escape. I can read. Guys, you need to escape the corruption because what happens is that in the earth realm, in the fleshly thinking, there is corruption that leads to lust. But in the spirit, there's not. You follow the things of the spirit, listening and seeing, and you're actually led by peace. Because when, when, you're, when you're led by the spirit and it looks like nothing's going right, you know, it's like, okay, I'm going to follow after. This is what God has said. Remember what he said to Timothy when he was talking to him about don't despise your youth? Shake off that or dust off that word and begin to do war with the word. <clears throat> I'm telling you, man, get that word out. But anyway, so you get that word out and everything else is falling apart. And you're like, you know what? It's okay because this is what God said. And that's the only thing that I have to be concerned about is this is what God said. I mean, look at Abraham. My goodness, that guy was too old to pick up a baby, right? <laughs> it's like, well, you had one, but you can't actually pick it up, break a hip or whatever. I don't know. But all right. So what is the knowledge of him? Um, in Romans 10.4, turn to Romans 10.4, and I'll tell you what the knowledge of him is. Romans, 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 Romans. After Acts. Okay. Yeah, when you're there. Romans 10.4. <clears throat> for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. For Moses writes about the righteousness which is of the law. The man who does those things shall live by them. But the righteousness of faith speaks this way. So the, the law says that you have to do, but, but the spirit says you got to speak. And let me tell you what, around my house, there's a lot of that going on, okay? I've got four daughters, and there is not silent. They don't want, they, why, why be silent when you can talk? You know, it's like, it's like a gift, a spiritual gift we have in our family. So, so in the spirit, you just have to speak, but under the law, you have to do. But now we're under the Spirit. So, so I have the knowledge of God. Knowledge of God meaning, what do I do? What do you want me to do here? God, how do you want to do this? How do you want me to create wealth? What do you want me to do? I've got this boss. This thing's happening. I need this job. It doesn't matter. Wait on the Lord. What do you have to say? All right, now I'm going to go do that. And, and, and some of us say, well, but what if I'm not actually hearing God? Well, I say, go for it. Do what you think you hear. Because God is more able to lead you than you are to follow him. And that's just the truth, and you can take that to the bank. If, you, if God is like, well, no, that's not what I said, trust me, he'll stop you. Yeah. I've, I've lived that life. He stops you, and that's fun. Yeah. So the old covenant of the dead says, do something. The new covenant of freedom says, out of the heart, the spirit will speak. And so the, the other thing that you have to do, are y'all following along? Are you making notes? Sorry, I didn't number these better. 
Thank you. The other thing you have to do is you have to meditate. Meditate on those things which are good, right? How many of you meditate on, you know when you get worried and you get upset and you get kind of anxious and you start worrying and you start meditating on and you start hyper-focusing on the thing that you're worried about? What happens? It gets worse. You get all bound up. You're like popping you know, stuff for ulcers and, you know, and you're like, oh, I got to take another, or what are those pills you take? The antacid, yeah. Anyway, meditate on the words spoken to you. Confess them out of your mouth. And so every day, guys, every day, say every day, your pastor has a list. And I say that list out loud. And I say it in first person. I am blah, 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 blah. Whatever it is that the Lord has told me that, that he's going to do for me. I have owned it. I have taken it personally. And I declare it. And I go around my house talking to myself or to the air. But whatever. I am creating my future with the words that I speak. Because my words are going to go out and create my future. Because God said that my words are powerful. Because as uh, Reinhard Bonnke said, the same word that the same spirit that lives on the inside of you is the same spirit that was on Jesus when he was in the earth. So therefore, I know I'm in good company. And I know when those words come out of my mouth from my spirit that something's happening. No, I'm not going to throw up. <laughs> so, basically, it's like this. <clears throat> you've got two, you've got, you've got a software program, right? On a PC. You cannot run a software program. I'm going to say that's the earth, okay? The PC. Sorry, guys. The Mac is the kingdom of heaven. I cannot run my software program for my PC on my Mac. It's not going to work. But that's the thing that we keep trying to do, and we're like, wait, I don't understand why this isn't working. I prayed for a girl, and she got healed, but yet my life is falling apart. You have to apply the very same principles in every aspect of your life. Five words. So, my heart for you is that you would become sons of the kingdom and that you would get the inheritance that is written on your DNA. Because the last thing you want to do is get to heaven and go, eh, I left all that other stuff behind, and man, I could have been having more fun. Because the kingdom of heaven is joy, joy, joy. We need a little more joy up in this place. We need to be the happiest people on the earth, spinning and laughing and, and jumping and drunk in the Holy Spirit. Because why? Because the kingdom of heaven has provided everything for us. It pays my bills. And not just paying my bills, but it gives me an abundance so that I can do everything that is in my heart and the destiny and the calling and money doesn't become an issue to keep me from doing the things that God's called me to do. Amen? All right. <clears throat> so let's pray. Well, Father, let's stand. How is that? That wasn't bad. That was like 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Okay. So Holy Spirit, we just thank you for your kingdom 
Jesus, I just thank you when we praise your name that you tore the veil so we could have access to God's excess and everything that he has in heaven. I thank you, Father, that we are not supposed to be paupers, that we are not beggars. And God, I refuse me and my house to go back and begin to eat of the things of the law that I will be enchained and ensnared and put into a prison. But God, we are breaking out of these things and we are going to prosper in your kingdom and we dedicate ourselves today to reading your word and learning about the system of the kingdom so that our lives will be um, an expression of your glory in the earth and everybody said amen all right I love you guys